2: Evening edition. My name is Terry, a.k.a. The Jazz Queen. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is Thursday, June 28, 2018. If you would like to join us in the chat room, we welcome you. Come on in and hang out. Go to Talkingsmoothjazz.com. Scroll down to D. Lucas Pitcher and click on that. That will bring you into the chat room. The phone number here is 646-716-5485. 646-716-5485. Five four eight five. We also welcome your phone calls to, with a question and or a comment for D. Lucas, who is my guest this evening, saxophonist, recording artist, and composer. D. Lucas has a new EP out called The Sweet Spot. Welcome, D. Lucas.
3: Uh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me.
2: Oh, oh, my pleasure. Thank you for the interview. Now, first of all, let me just say that I finally got a chance to meet Dee. A couple of weeks ago, he performed here in Las Vegas, and I finally got a chance to meet him after all these years. I think this might be, what, our second or third interview with you, so That's I was correct. happy to finally be yeah. able to meet you.
3: Yes, yes, it was a long time coming, but uh, it was definitely uh, a grateful moment to finally meet you as well.
2: Yeah, I enjoyed the show. Now, that was my first time at the Artisan, um, so... Um, but I hear that Langston is bringing in other artists as well, so I'll be going back. But that was my first time there, and I enjoyed the show. Um, so it was really nice to see you. So, you know, thank you for that. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, a- 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 absolutely. It was a pleasure to per- to perform there. And like you say, Langston uh, from uh, k m v he's doing a great job bringing in acts. Uh, to promote their music, but also give uh, Vegas an uh, opportunity to see some great uh, artists around the country.
2: Yes, yes, I agree. We do not have enough of that um, here in Vegas where, you know, they'll bring in a lot of um, Indian unsigned artists. Um, So I'm Uh glad that that is happening. So that's cool. All right. Well, Uh hopefully you will come back and um, get another chance to see you.
3: Absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah. All right. So this EP, um, tell me about The Sweet
3: Spots. Well, let's see. The Sweet Spot, uh, first of all, is produced uh, by Mr. Bob Baldwin, uh, legendary mm-hmm. pianist, uh, recording artist. Uh, we released it 1st um, of November of 17, but it's still considered new because it's doing so well on the charts. Uh, the current uh, single, Road Warrior, is doing a fantastic job on the, on the airplane uh, thanks to all the radio stations around the world. And a lot of the listeners have been very uh, receptive to it. But uh, the the record, uh, it's an EP. It's my actually my first EP I've ever tried. Uh, I've always done full-length CDs, uh, recording projects, but I wanted to do an EP this time just to change it up. And uh, and I also wanted to uh, uh, get some production uh, guidance from a person such as Bob Baldwin. Uh He uh, he's a legend in his own right, not just. Only as a mm-hmm. musician, but as a recording artist and also a producer, so uh, I definitely wanted to uh, link up with him and uh, kind of tap his uh, his brain in terms of the music vocabulary that he brings to the table. And uh, it was a great experience. Uh, I'm really proud of the record and and how it came out, and uh, more importantly, uh, people have been very receptive to the record. So. Yeah,
2: so this was your first time working with Bob.
3: Very first time, you know, actually. Uh, I wanted to uh, work with him uh, years back uh, because I have always admired his business uh, acumen uh, on what he's done with his his, uh, music and how he uh, managed his own label. And I was very uh, engaged and attracted to that. So I wanted to uh, follow some of the uh, format and some of the business uh, attempts that he used. So uh, I reached out to him maybe, I would say, about six years ago. And uh, we sat down, we talked about it, but, you know, sometimes, you know, we get real busy. Our schedules uh, kind of cross up sometimes where we can't really right. uh, make up like we want to. But it was back in 2015, 2015, after I had released the uh, the Smooth Factor CD. Uh, I released it in 14, and then after I had finished the promotion on the Smooth Factor, that's when I sat down with him and we started the production on the EP of The the, smooth, uh, the Sweet Spot, and uh, that's how we got it started. And, you know, oddly enough, uh, we started back in 15, but we didn't release it to 17 because I had another record in the wings uh, going deeper, and it, it, re- mm-hmm. it released uh, in 16, and it did really well. But, you know, timing is everything, and I wanted to make sure that uh, – This project here, it felt good. It was really right, and uh, that's why I really call it The Sweet Spot because everything about it, every song about it, it was uh, all about touching all the sweet spots musically and emotionally about what we did, and that's from the heart. Okay.
2: Now, where is Bob located?
3: Bob uh, actually is here in Atlanta. Uh, He frequents a lot uh, back home. His home is uh, upstate New York. But he lives here in Atlanta, and, uh, okay. and he's been here for a while now.
2: So that means that you two had a chance to meet in person and talk about Absolutely. CD? Okay. I want to know what that conversation was like. How did you explain to Bob what you wanted the sweet spot to sound like?
3: Okay. Uh, basically uh, – he had some ideas already uh, in his repertoire, and it was just a matter of me uh, listening to what he had and how it matched up uh, to what my style and my approach of my mm-hmm. music and how it would how uh, it would blend with what I'm trying to do. Because you know, mm-hmm. so often producers they have songs for artists, and so often um, the artists have to mold to the producer or the production work. Well sometimes it's even better that the music has to gravitate to the, the, the personality of the artist. So basically I sat down with him and I told him what I wanted, uh, the style, the tempos, uh, the, actually the number of songs. And I listened to some things. I said, you know what? I, I like this. mm, I don't too much care for that. I like this yeah. right here. And, and that's how it came about. And, uh, it was, It wasn't too many songs that, quote-unquote, I didn't too much care about, (laughs) but uh, he had a lot of great things, a lot of good stuff that he had already produced and stuff, but uh, there there was quite a few that really identified what I was trying to do as an artist. Okay.
2: So now there are six songs on this EP. There is a cover, (laughs) Footsteps in the Dark. Um, The Mm -hmm. other five songs are these songs from Bob from you or a combination
3: of both? No, the other songs are from Bob. The, uh, they okay. were, were written by Bob, produced by Bob, uh, but they're, you know, but they're songs that definitely I can identify with. I had my hands in terms yes. of uh, the arrangements on it, in terms of uh, my sax uh, work on it and um, the personality of it, on how I delivered it uh, on the recording.
2: Okay, cool. Now, is Bob playing on any of the tracks?
3: Oh yeah. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> a, a lot of the, <laughs> the piano work, uh, the bass work, uh, uh, actually, uh, he did a lot of that, uh, the, uh, the piano work, all the piano work is here, all the drum work. Well, I'm not gonna say all of the drum work, uh, about 50% of the drum work is him as well. He's a multi-talented artist. Uh, and of course the yes. bass work. Uh, now we did have a, a you know, a guitarist come in, uh, Uh, guitarist uh, Derek Scott right here in Atlanta. He did a great job on the coolness. He did a great job on uh, Footsteps in the Dark. Uh, And then in terms of drums, uh, we had uh, Dennis Johnson, who's also the engineer of the project. Uh, In fact, we did uh, pretty much all the uh, recordings from his studio. Uh, Dennis Johnson, he did a lot of drum tracks on it. Uh, But for the most part, Bob really drove the project and and, and I I you know I say hey take it drive it I follow and it was a learning experience for me as well uh because yeah. that's the reason why I went to him because I wanted to increase my musical vocabulary from someone that's been in the game for a long time and I learned right, a lot from right. him Right okay
2: now other uh, other than Bob are there any other producers that you would like to work with
3: Well uh the last uh, well, the last two albums, uh going back um uh, two thousand fifteen I'm sorry, two thousand fourteen, Smooth Factor, uh two thousand sixteen, going deeper, I've pretty much found a good niche of producers that I've stayed I've stayed with for uh for a while. Uh, Lou Lane, based out of uh LA. Uh mm-hmm. he's done some great work for Najee, Paul Brown, uh and a plethora of other guys in the uh, smooth jazz uh world. Uh I'd used uh Phil Davis, great non uh Grammy nominated producer right here in Atlanta. He's the one that produced uh, do You remember the album uh was it Rick Braun and Boney James? That album they collaborated he, he did uh Bracing in the Grass. He did the production on that.
2: Yes. Ah, okay. That cool. One.
3: And he did uh a lot of work for Walter Beasley uh
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: Eric Harp uh, uh, Al Jarreau, uh A lot of great guys uh, a, lot, a lot of great artists he's done some great production work with So I tend to use him In fact uh, he's going to be on an upcoming record as well uh, Let's see Joe De Rosario, Guitarist out of uh, the Bay Area great Oh yeah I know Joe mm-hmm. Guitarist Yeah producer and performer as well uh, He's done a great job uh, The last two years Oh, uh, Davis right here in Atlanta. Uh let's see. Oh, we cannot forget uh Mr. D- uh David P. Stevens. Uh guitarist out of Philadelphia. Um, yes. Yes. So those guys right here, I kinda use those guys, uh, the Master of For Records. And I'm gonna continue to use them because they they give me pretty much what lends to my personality. Now that's not to say that I'm not looking for other producers. Because you never know who you may run across in this game here in this industry, mm-hmm. because there's so many talented uh, musicians out here that uh, you want to work with and collaborate with. But for right now, the formula that I have, I'm, I'm really good with it. I'm happy with it. And uh, they really are delivering me the music that I'm asking for. All right, good,
2: good. All right, let me welcome to the chat room, Ollie J. Hey, Ollie, good to see you this evening. All right, um, Dee, I'm going to play the track, the single that's uh, playing uh, on radio now. It's called Road Warrior. Uh, tell me about this track. Uh-huh.
3: Road Warrior. Uh, actually, uh, that song is based on a description. It kind of personifies uh, a lot of what I do, and it's also an indication on the life of what we do as, as recording artists, we're always on the road. We're, we're basically traveling all the time, but the end result is for the audience, the, the fans, uh, our listeners. So, I, I mean, I travel all the time to deliver my music around the country. And basically, um, I call it Road Warrior because I'm always on the go. But I'm sure that, that term, a lot of artists can really identify with what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I also want to mention that there is a video on Dee's website for this track. The website is dlucas.com. You can check out the video there. Um, For now, here is the track Road Warrior. There you have it. The Road Warrior from saxophonist D. Lucas EP called The Sweet Spot. Now, D., the full name of the EP is called EP Collection Volume 1, The Sweet Spot. You mentioned an upcoming CD. Will that be Volume 2?
3: Well, um, actually, I'm going to make this uh, another. It's not going to be an EP. The one after it coming up will be another one. It'll be a volume two coming up in 2018. Uh, I do have okay. a record coming out in September. September called going left. Uh, ah. So that's going to be a f- more of a four-length CD. Um, and then in 2018, I re- will continue or uh, resume the uh, volume two uh, collection, the EP collection.
2: Okay. Okay. Now, um, I noticed, I see on your website here that you have released three new singles, um, Zimbabwe, mm-hmm. Take the L, and Going Left. So will these right. singles be on the upcoming release?
3: That is correct. Uh, what we did, uh-huh. uh, we released them digitally. Uh, of course, let's see, Zimbabwe, we released uh, May 25th, and the following Friday, we did Take the L, and then on June 8th, we released uh, Going Left. So we did a, a digital release on those three, uh, just as a soft uh, promotion, uh, okay. basically to set up uh, the upcoming record uh, in September. Uh, I'm sorry, September. Um, so I, I really look forward to that. Uh, got a great response from it. Uh, I really feel good about the upcoming record, and uh, that record is going to have uh, some multi-producers on it that I mentioned to you earlier: uh, Phil mm-hmm. Davis, Kerry Davis, uh, Lou Lane, uh, David P. Stevens, and Joe De Rosario.
2: Okay, cool. I like your website,
3: by the way. Oh, thank you. Like, uh, that was done by yeah, Sundial. Yeah. Uh, it did a great job on it. I'm really, really pleased with it. Uh, it definitely needed an uplift uh, <laughs> from the past because uh, it it wasn't uh, really, uh, I guess it didn't speak to, I guess to the music and to the style uh, of the music mm-hmm. that I was uh, putting out there. So I definitely needed a facelift, and a uh, Sundial. Media did a great job uh, of uh, really matching uh, the image of what I'm trying to portray. Uh, portray with my music, mm-hmm. So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. now l- let me ask you about um, your 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 venue choices or your venue styles because when you were here at the artisan um, uh-huh. the lounge that you in was a very intimate spot. Now, are you? Do uh-huh. you prefer more intimate spots as opposed to a larger uh, venue um
3: it it really doesn't matter um but I will say you do play you tend to play different uh by venue size um, do I like the small intimate uh, venues? Yes, I do. Because you really can uh engage the audience, you feel like it's almost like you're in a living room with them and you can really have a conversation with them. So uh, in those regards, I really love the uh, intimate feel. And you can pretty much, uh, in in, in so many ways, you really can stretch and do a lot of things, but uh, keep within content. And and Mm -hmm. they they are so close to you, then they can walk away feeling like they were connected to you. Now, Mm -hmm. on the flip side, the outdoor, the larger venues, they're just as good too because it allows, it really allows me to stretch uh, sonically, uh, you, you, if that makes sense. You really can stretch and really play with a lot of well, not you don't play loud, but you can really stretch. That's that's the way I yeah. can say it. Uh, you can yeah. really stretch out because uh, in in a small intimate uh, room, you have to know how to play to the room. You don't want to overplay or out play so loud where it's overbearing to your listener, you want to be nice and peaceful, nice and calm, nice and relaxing. But outside, that's where you can really cut loose. And what I'm beginning to find out, Terry, is that, you know, the festivals, you know, for for so long, (laughs) there's always been this notion that at a festival you want to go out with your wine and cheese and you want to relax. That's not the case. These people now, they Mm. want to come party. They want to come out and really stretch and have a great time. So they want to cut loose. So that also lends the music to do what they're asking. I mean, if they want to have some fun, they want to cut loose, hey, play play the stuff that they want to hear in, in the manner that they want to hear. And it allows us to really, really stretch beyond the boundaries of content of the, of the sound.
2: Well, I think um, at the Artisan, um, in the lounge that you played there, I think you connected mm-hmm. with the audience very well, and they seem to connect with you as well. Um, it was, uh-huh. if you know, it was just the right size. I mean, you moved around in the audience and you played to people, um, so I thought you did a, a, a pretty good job there.
3: Well, well, thank you. I think a lot of times uh, it also helps when um, the audience invites you, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so often we can play. You know, that you know, it's, it's got to be inviting. And I guess the best way I can say it is that um, if they're engaged, if they're engaged in what you're doing, and when you walk out into the audience, they are ready for it, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's almost like it's got to be the timing. It's almost like it, if you if you start the show, it might not be the right timing to walk out of the audience on the first song because people are still mm-hmm. trying to get acclimated to what you're doing. And they may not be inviting yet for you to come out because they're trying to get themselves together as well. They're trying to find out yeah. who's all on stage, who's performing, how you connect. So, but if you come out there too early, sometimes it may not be inviting. It may not may not be the right time for you to do so. So, mm-hmm. timing is everything. But like you say, the the crowd there at the Alderson, uh, uh Boutique or Hotel it was really good. Uh, they were very engaged, uh, very anticipating too because. I have been trying to uh, get to the area for a a year or two now, Uh, so it was highly anticipated. So I was very pleased with uh, the audience and uh, the response of the uh, of their um, of the event itself.
2: And I also thought that the drummer and the keyboardist complimented you uh, very well um, too um, with the music. Right. Right. Uh, Yeah.
3: I mean, and you know, with all. Thought of all things considered with no rehearsal, uh, with no rehearsal, and it was just a matter of communication. I think they did a great job, you know. I did, too. Did yeah, job. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah,
2: I agree. Now, yep. uh, did, did Langston reach out to you or did you reach out to him?
3: I reached out to Langston uh, okay. in terms of the musicians or, or the event itself.
2: Uh, the event itself, bringing you in.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, I uh, inquired about uh, performing out there because I noticed they had started the uh, concert series. And I reached out to him. I introduced myself. He actually had known me for a year or two because of the records uh, that they support over the years as well. Um, okay. But I you know, reached out to him. I okay. told him, hey, look, I like what you're doing with the concert series. i like to be a part of it. And uh, he actually had a date for me uh, in May, but it got moved because I think someone was routing through. <laughs> and it made more sense for that artist to be there. So uh okay. I said, Yeah, just push me back to June and uh it worked out just fine. Um so I, I reached out to him and I'm glad I did because we developed such a, a great relationship now after that. Uh he knows what I like, uh I know what he's looking to do. And it's uh it's a good relationship and it, those kind of places, those kind of concert series are really needed uh, for the market because anything mm-hmm. music, uh, live music keeps uh, it going, and and that's yeah. what's important right now,
2: especially this mm-hmm. genre, especially this yes. genre, yes,
3: absolutely, I agree, I totally agree.
2: All right, let's listen to another track. I'm going to let you pick it.
3: Uh, let's see, let's do footsteps in the dark.
2: All right. Why did you want to do this cover?
3: Um, You know, you know, I've never played Footsteps in the Dark live. I've always played For the Love of You. But I said, ah. that and I said you know, the, the next cover tune that I do, I want to reach and do a Brother uh, tune. And I guess I had done For the Love of You so much live. I wanted to do something different to challenge myself. And I really... When I sat down and listened to Footsteps at the it took me back to a period. It took me back to a period of time where that was a beautiful moment. I lo- the song itself has great uh, arrangements on it, and I just wanted to put it on there because I, I have really heard anyone put it on there as of late. Um, it is a favorite cover tune among many, but uh, it's a song that I can play on the record but also play live and get the same response. Okay.
2: All right. And who is playing with you on this one? Uh,
3: Of course, I got of course, Bob is on it. Uh, Dennis uh, Johnson on the drums, uh, drum program, and also the uh, engineering, but also Derek Scott uh, on guitar. He did a lot of uh, guitar parts on that song. Did a great job. Uh, He played the electric guitar. He played the acoustic guitar. It sounded great. I mean, I I really couldn't even really play like I wanted to because I was so in deep I mean, in depth to what he was doing, so I got caught up with what he was doing. I said, man, I really like that. He could actually driven that song by himself. <laughs> so, it was really good. Though.
2: All right. I'm talking to saxophonist D. Lucas about his new release, The Sweet Spot. This is Footsteps in the Dark. In the dark, from saxophonist D. Lucas' new release, "The Sweet Spot," Wanda Jazzy Lady, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Say, say hello to D. Well, hello, Wanda. D.
3: How you doing, Lady? <laughs> this, uh, oh, you know good. what? She, she she ought to be called the Road Warrior too, because she's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Well,
0: what can I say?
3: You know what? Well, we all appreciate you because you've been very supportive, not only with me, but just with all the artists, and it really means a lot to us. So thank you. But more important, thanks for calling in, and I really appreciate that. It really means a lot to me. It really does.
0: Oh, well, you're just quite welcome. And I, I'm i looking forward to seeing you in September so you can, uh, what's that term you used earlier, how you can
3: step out?
0: Rest yourself. That's
3: right. That's right. September 28th, right? That's right. You can stretch out.
0: Yes. Yes, you can stretch out.
3: Yeah. Looking forward to it. That's the Veroon VIP Jazz Festival.
0: Yes, you're going to enjoy that up close and personal.
3: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, That's the night that... uh, I'm on the same night with uh, Willie Bradley and Ollie Smith. Mm-hmm. That's yes, you right. Are. Yeah. Well, you that's that's going to be a great one. That's going to be a hot show.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I can't, Absolutely. I can't wait for other people in that area of the, of the country in North Carolina to hear you.
3: Yeah, uh, actually... Uh, Durham is really a, a cool market, uh, because I've been there a couple of times in the past, uh at some of the smaller intimate uh venues. Mm-hmm. You know, Terry and I was talking about mm-hmm. and uh the B U Cafe is very uh intimate. Uh but mm-hmm. but that those markets, those those fans, they get it. I mean they appreciate music. Uh and those mm-hmm. are the kind of markets that we love to uh tap into. Uh because they appreciate yep. the music first. That's right. That's great. Right. Yeah. And you know
0: and you know I'm a big fan of yours. You actually your sound reminds me totally of George Howard, the late George Howard.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh I, I get that a lot and uh and, and I cannot deny that because George was one of my uh main influence uh he was very influential in my studies, uh you know, listening to a lot of uh, contemporary work, uh, along with Grover and, uh, mm-hmm. running laws, uh, those guys back in the yes. day, I, I listened to a lot yes. of different styles, but it was something about his approach that really gravitated me to him. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that I like uniqueness and everything. And, and it doesn't have to be, it's not limited to just uh, music. It could be just anything in general. Um, Take basketball for example. I like a basketball player that's very unique. So mm-hmm. I, as a person to, as as a per, as opposed to someone that's shooting a regular jump shot, I like Julius Erving. I like Dr. J because he had the finger roll. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. so he had something unique about him that I liked. So I gravitated to that. Uh, let's say, let's go to music, uh, funk. I like Bootsy e. Collins because he didn't have your regular bass. He had what we call the space bass. It looked like a star. He mm-hmm. gravitated. I gravitated to that. So I like that uniqueness about uh, about a person, and I, I tend to study and I and I, I I'm attracted to that. Um, which you know, which kind of, what kind of talks about the next record that I have uh, coming up in September is called Going Left. I mean we all. I mean. It, it could be a pack of people. They may want to take the, the go right. I may want to go left, but as long as we got the end result, we meet up at, at the final destination. That's all that matters. Uh, so that was my whole thing about my whole thought process. Sometimes it's okay to take the path or take the road less travel, but as long as the mm-hmm. road is good, it's safe, and the end results are, are the same, it doesn't matter. Um, so that's just where I am with it. But, uh, yes, to answer your question Wanda. George was very influential in my sound to where it is today. Um, but, you know, just like George, you always want to have uh, a unique sound because that's one of the things as, as any artist. Uh, you want to be able to have your own distinctive sound. You want to be able to say, hey, but then put a record on in the first three seconds, oh, that's D. Lucas. That's ultimate. You know, that's the ultimate. Compliment right there is when someone can identify your sound, you're getting somewhere, you're doing something. Yes, yes, yeah,
0: yes, exactly. I know, because I've I've told several artists as soon as I hear them, I know exactly who they are. It's um
3: right. It's something
0: about their tone. It's very unique to right that individual artist, whether they're playing sax trumpet, bass, mm-hmm. drums, piano, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. But as soon as you hear it, you're like, ooh, that's so-and-so.
3: Right. right. And, and because you know, they the have here... their... You go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: They have their own identity
3: mm-hmm.
0: That, mm-hmm. that makes them separated from the
3: others. Right. And, you know, early on, when I was... Uh, you know, growing as an artist, I used to uh, to struggle with that in terms of the uniqueness of whether it was going to be accepted or not. Uh, But, you know, as I've grown, I've accepted the fact that what you do out of uniqueness may not always be the popular choice. It may not be the popular Mm -hmm. favorite. But as long as you have a loyal following, that's where it is because the lawyer following is going to get you down the road. So hopefully 15, 20 years from now, I hope my lawyer fan base is still with me. And that's, that's what I strive for. Uh, because like I said, you know, basically what I do is it's, it's, there's some uniqueness there, and I tend to say that and I, and I play with conviction on what I'm saying because I really mean what I say. I'm, I'm not trying to sound like George. It's just George had a lot of influence, just like mm-hmm. uh, Miles had influence on George or Eddie Harris or or or, or Coltrane. Uh, everyone is going to always have some type of influence, but what you do with it, you can take some, some elements from it and you can create your own because nothing is new under the sun. It's not. But uh, it's what you do with your personality. It's, you got to do certain things to bring it out. And I'm okay with that, and and I'm very happy that I have loyal fans such as Wanda that call in oh. and her into the shows because that, that because that says a lot. It says a lot because she didn't have to yeah. do that, but she did, but she does. So it it really means a lot. Well, it, it's
0: it's something that it's the artistic. I, I I don't play an instrument, but it's but it's the, it's the music part of the i've been I've been told a lot that I have that ear for uh-huh. music uh-huh I can hear sometimes that's why you see' them a lot of times whenever I feature artists on my page because uh-huh. I love their music and i'm 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 trying to get other you know my my friends and you know other people who love what I love to hear what I'm hearing that's just like. You know, the little thing was on TV about one person heard something, the other person heard something else. So everybody's ear is different. Right. I may hear, hey, hey, hey. I may hear um, someone say go, and somebody else might say no. They didn't say go. They said do You know, it just depends on that rhythm or that vibe that gets in your ear. Right. And that's what I be you trying know, to do whenever I feature my artists. I'm trying to um, get everyone else to hear what I hear, even though they may not hear what I hear. But what, but what I hear is just music to my ears.
3: But you know what, Wanda, believe it or not, not only are you introducing music to other fans and other music lovers. You'd be surprised on how many artists are paying attention as well too, because you're introducing us to other uh, of our comrades. There's a lot of uh, musicians. There's a lot of artists out there that I don't know of. But if I mm-hmm. were to check out your page, I said, "Wow, this guy's tight. I like his work, and I want to get more <laughs> information on him." So we, as artists, I mean, that's just the humbleness of what we, sh- how we should, uh, we should have. We should have a sense of humility about ourselves and uh, recognizing talent right beside us because you never know uh, how we cross paths. You know, we, we may end up on right. a show together. That's that's how Tony and I, Tony Exum Jr., that's how uh, that's how we became great mm-hmm. friends through social media. I didn't know who he was wow. until I saw him on mm-hmm. social media. And we've been friends every, uh, ever since we've been doing shows together. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, yep. I
0: know. Nothing but the fact. Yep. Yeah, I love it. That's right. I love it. That's right. I love it. Right. I love it. Uh-huh. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. You all you all, right. all feed right in you all feed right into my starvation. I love it.
1: Well
2: thank <laughs> you. <laughs> yes, well, you. I do. appreciate your well, calling
0: in, you Miss Wanda. Yes cause you know 'cause you know, Dee and I can talk all day, but I'm not gonna hold them up. I'm gonna let you go, but I will see you <laughs> in September. And as always, Miss Cherry, it's great speaking with you and appreciate your support of interviewing the artist so people can get to know a little bit about about their background besides just them playing that particular instrument but they have other attributes that come with it as well. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Will you
0: enjoy? And I was like I said, I will see you in September D and I know you are gonna show Durham Varone VIP what you
3: have in store. Well, well, thanks, Wanda. I really appreciate it, and I definitely look forward to it. And I'm just going to, as we say, I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm going to do what I do. <laughs> <laughs> and, but at the same time, I want everyone to have a great time, and, and that's my of intent. Course. And we're going to have course. a great time. So I really look forward of to
0: course.
3: it. I really do. All mm-hmm.
0: right. Well, you have a good one. All right. Blast. Take care. I'll with you all later. All right.
3: Okay. Thank you, all Wanda. Right. Have Bye-bye.
0: a good evening. All
2: right, bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Uh George Howard was one of the artists that I never had the opportunity to see perform live. Um I was living in uh-huh. Atlanta at the time when he passed away. And oh, wow. um I yeah, I moved to Atlanta like in the early 90s. I was just getting uh-huh. into jazz um at that time, uh-huh. so I was it, introducing myself to a lot of jazz artists um at that time right. and he was one of them. And I purchased his music, but unfortunately he passed before I could see him perform it. But, um, right. yeah, great, great influence. Great, you know, you, for some, if you could pick anybody to have a great influence on your music, George Howard is a good person for that.
3: Thank you very much. Sure. He was really, uh, he was definitely cut from a different bag uh, of of, yeah. of uh, musical approaches and stuff, but he, he was really good. He was really yes, good. Yes,
2: I agree. I agree. Okay. All right, D. So now you mentioned that you are playing in in uh, North Carolina
3: coming That's up in September. That's correct. September twenty eighth. Uh, that uh, would be at the. Uh, let's see, it's the Varun VIP Jazz Festival. Uh, okay. September twenty eighth, and then the following day, September twenty ninth, I will be in uh, Columbia, South Carolina. At Shay's Lounge. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, uh, I will be co-build with uh, Paula Atherton, uh, Oh, okay. out of yeah. New York. Yeah, so we, we're doing a show together. So I really look forward to that, okay. too, because I talked to Paula about two or three years ago. We've been trying to do a show together. So it's finally come to fruition. So I really look forward to that.
2: Oh, that should be nice. That should be nice. All right, mm-hmm.
3: so your most Current
2: date coming up is July 21st. Where will you be there?
3: Well, actually, uh, I have to update that website because I just got a call about a oh. week ago. Uh, that date is is pending. Uh, that's supposed to be at the show's theater in uh, Florence, Alabama. Um, it's with uh, Shirley Murdoch and Sherelle. I need to get some more information wow. about it. I should know more about it in about three or four days. If it stands, I'm okay. going to keep it, but if not, I may have to take it down and we may have to reschedule my appearance for the show. The show is still it's going to go on, but I may have to – there may be a change with me uh, performing on that show is what I'm saying.
2: Um, Got it. Okay. So
3: that's Yeah, that's tentative for the 21st, but also uh, – July 26th, 27th, and 28th, I will be doing a three-day uh, stint also in the uh, uh, shows area in Alabama as part of the WC Handy Music Festival. So I'll be hanging out there for like three days doing a three-day uh, performance. Oh, cool. All, All right. Sounds good. All right.
2: All <laughs> right. Well, let everyone know where they can find you on social
3: media. Well, they can find me, of course, on Facebook. My handle is dlucas66, uh, so that's D-E-E-L-U-C-A-S. The number six six. And also uh I also have a artist page, uh, the handle on Facebook as well as D Lucas Sacks, D E E L U C A S S A X. And I'm also on uh Instagram.
2: All right. All right, I'm going to close the show with the coolness. Tell me about this song.
3: Uh, the coolness uh it's it just basically is a whole it's, it's a laid back cut. Um uh, just talks about uh just being laid back, uh, no stress in your life. Just keep everything cool. Cool and calm and collected. So, you know, a lot of times the songs that I write about is all about empowerment. I'm always trying to uh empower people to, to move uh positive. Think positive, mm-hmm. act positive. So No stress in your life, just keep it cool. And this song was called The Coolness.
2: All right. Well, thank you, Dee, for another opportunity to interview you. And, again, I'm happy to finally get a chance to meet you. And I look forward to seeing you again here in Vegas.
3: Absolutely. I look forward to it. And uh, thank you for having me. And I really look forward to it. Hopefully I'll be back uh, there in October. And uh, once again, I'd like to say before we close, Thank you for having me and also supporting uh, the other artists that come on board as well. Uh, You really do a lot of great things for us because we really need it. And it's very grateful. Thank you so much, Terry.
2: Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much.
3: All right. You have a good evening. Thank you. And good night.
2: Good night. All right. That was saxophonist D Lucas. His new release is called The Sweet Spot. Visit his website dlucas.com and check out his other releases and the videos Ollie, thanks for hanging out in the chat room, always a pleasure to have you here, my name is Terry aka the Jazz Queen, you've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz and I look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz with you again next time, until then, keep it smooth, this is the coolness. bye